a public service announcement, if I can, about mask wearing and oxygen saturation. This on my finger records the oxygen saturation of my blood and my heart rate. This top number is the oxygen saturation. Anything between 94 and 100 is completely normal. I have no respiratory conditions, so for me, it sits around 99. The bottom number is my heart rate. Anything above 100 is too fast, and mine is fast because I'm pissed off that I'm having to record this video. Now, I'm gonna put a mask on, something that I do routinely, seeing as I work as a surgeon, and I'm gonna show you that actually, this oxygen saturation number doesn't change. Masks do not have the ability to reduce your oxygen. That is medically false. Stop making stuff up, stop listening to people who are making stuff up, and stop turning this into a political issue. Masks help protect you and protect others. If you're told to wear them, do so. Stop being selfish. All right, that was um, the British version. And now here is the uh, American version. Uh, told us by a Marine. God bless the Marines. Wear a mask. But it's hard to breathe. Have you ever had to wear this fucking noose? No, so you can't really understand me? I have to do this to be able to fucking talk in this thing. Fuck! Don't get me started on this ball of fun. You're gonna be fine. Stop being a little beta bitch. And to you other geniuses who are like, this is America. I have the freedom not to wear a mask. It's called a dress code, Kevin. The 7-Eleven also requires you to wear a shirt. So I have to explain to the kid I'm babysitting why crackhead looking Santa has bigger titties than his ma. I've been overseas for two and a half years in Japan, not anywhere fucking dangerous. I'm a pogue. And I finally get back to America just in time for it to shut down, and you idiots are making it shut down longer. It's a piece of cloth. Okay, so there is, there's a Marine telling you to put on a goddamn mask, which is a very good idea right now, so stop harassing uh, essential workers about the policy they are enforcing that you need to order, you need to wear a mask while you're ordering a goddamn burrito. Can you do that? Can you stop bringing up your human constitutional rights and whatever the hell? Because that really doesn't apply. Just stop being a dick. Okay, this is, it's uh, Friday, July 31st. Uh, 2020, excuse me if I'm just coming out the gate like this, uh, recently, uh, had a birthday this week and, uh, tell you the truth, just, you know, I, I didn't really celebrate that much because, you know, what, what the hell is there to celebrate? I'm getting old and I feel it every time I get up off, off, out of a chair, I feel, I walk around like a, an orangutan. Uh, just, you know, just got aches and stuff and just still trying to get about that, trying to, trying to lose weight. So at least the, at least the lower back pain will be less lower back painy. Let's, let's go with that. Let's, let's, let's go with silly words now. Cause that's how I feel. Just like, you know, goddamn silly. And just cause I, 
I had a bottle of wine that I that I took out this break room, out this office that I occasionally work at, and then like when I took it home, I was just like, "Why? Why I need to pop open this bottle of wine? What the fuck? What's 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 so celebratory about what's going on these days?" Just I really feel that. Just like just like an overwhelming sense of of melancholy and sadness. It wasn't like, ooh, it's like, you know, nothing really, you know. It was nice, a bunch of people on Facebook, as always. Um, the usual suspects uh, wished me a happy birthday as well as some on Twitter, but for the most part, I was just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> this was this guy's the wrong time to remind me that I'm still like this. You know, to get to the point, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a middle age, and you know, I don't know if you know this. Middle aged people aren't really that well received, whether you're white or black or whatever. Just like you know, you're you're old and you, you freak people out, especially if you're black and single. Just like, ugh, just like, you know, it's just like, what's wrong with him? You tell me he has no illegitimate kids, no ill, no, no illegitimates. You just like that? Just saying, yeah. you, you, you're not deadbeat dad. There's no kids, no no kids missing a father all over the place. Just you know, you're just like, yeah. First of all, yeah, there's nothing really worth celebrating. Not 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 just with me, but just like live in Houston and it's been hot and wet this week. Uh, you know, of course, all over the country, if you are, if you've been protesting Black Lives Matter, uh, there might be a good chance federal officers will, uh, show up in an unmarked van and kidnap you like you're in a sex trafficking ring. That's, that's what, that's what they're doing now. And they thought I lived to see day was like the good old days of last month when they just maced you and beat the shit out of you. Now they're just like throwing you in a goddamn van like it's a. Like it's a 1980s Costa Gavras movie. And just, just I don't know, where, I don't know where you end up. It's just, it's, it's like that now. It's just, the hell is happening. Just, by the way, what the fuck is up with semen this week? Been seeing this jizz just show up on my timeline. You know, first, you know, we had that uh that natural vegan bodybuilder white girl. Who makes? You know, who says you know, she makes semen smoothies on the daily, and you know to, to combat the Rona. Drinking drinking jizz shakes. Yeah, this, that that would explain why I haven't heard a single uh, porn star talk about you know have, getting uh, COVID. I guess, yeah. So I guess there's some truth in that. I ain't taking part in it, but hey, do you just? No, we need you, y'all essential workers. Yeah. yeah. All all those porn stars, you know, you're essential to our our survival at this point. Um and then of course we had uh that that goddamn African witch doctor who you just had. Of course she 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 comes from Houston. Yeah, of course she, you know, know her, you know, she yeah, you know, the, the the news outlets could not wait 
to let everybody know this crazy-ass woman talking about demon sperm and alien DNA who Trump loves because she shouted out hydroxychloroquine. I believe that's how you pronounce it. She just, yeah, she she comes from H-Town. Which is, and by, by the way, let me just say this. I don't give a fuck if anybody get mad, mad about it when I say it. You know, when it comes to COVID and all that, uh, don't listen to us. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Listen to the skill to the skilled professionals regarding that. I don't think none of these people lived here anymore. Just a couple of weeks ago, I got into it with a dude on on Twitter that I know, who's who kept bringing because I, I I tweeted the all the the graphs of countries that has that have managed to uh, flatten the curve with you know with with uh, with cases and deaths regarding COVID because they've been, you know, contact tracing and social distancing and, you know, trying to not catch the goddamn virus. And um, he hit me up talking about how, you know, those countries, like your, your, your France and your, your Italy and all that, uh, they, they have like one-third of the population we have. So, so there you go. And I was, I was like, um, so you're saying because we have a bigger population uh, from them that we can't contain this? And he was going on like, no, nah, man, it's perspective. You know, it's just like, it, just like you know, more people, you know, die from heart disease every year than from COVID. And I'm like, I'm pretty damn sure uh, you can't catch heart disease just out of the blue you have to you have to work at it it's like a it's like a preventable non-communicable disease and plus i don't think uh parents are worried about taking you know their kids going back to school and catching heart disease and all that so by the way like you know parents are not gonna let their kids in school with this shit going on i'm just just let you know so what all this bullshit about Open up the school. It's not gonna happen because, like, think the kid, think the kids were too much during the pandemic, during quarantine, isolation. Where they just get sick as shit from this COVID stuff. So, yeah, I love because, like, he kept like trying, you know, trying to bring the stuff and kept saying perspective. And nothing lets me know you don't know what the fuck you talk about more than just saying perspective. Over and over again, like, you know, perspective, like perspective is literally like your own. Remember the definition of uh, perspective. Let me let me draw that up and just and yeah, just the art of the hell uh a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something a point of view which is just like just like enough it's, it's, it's literally alternative facts that's when you say perspective it's just like oh you don't actually have facts you have perspective because he was talking about uh how uh you know there's four thousand deaths in texas from covid now it's up to five thousand i believe yes yeah, now five thousand deaths on top the, you know, you know, of course, is the, you know, hundred and fifty thousand deaths all around the country. But yeah, of course, you know, I guess those people had to die. Just, you know, just whatever. Just like, hey, let's live life. Let's 
let's party and shit. And it's just like, people keep acting, uh, uh, just, um, like COVID is the least of your problems. Nigga is still a problem. You know, I, I got problems of my own. I don't need, uh, catching COVID to be, uh, you know, on top of the problem. So, uh, just, oh yeah, I, I think I need to tell you about news. Yes, yeah, because speaking of uh, COVID, uh, businessman and f- former Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain has died one month after testing positive for COVID. Cain, who was 74, was photographed without a mask at President Orange Soda. A rally for him inside a Tulsa arena about a month ago. So once again, it's gotten to the point now. Just being close to this nigga, you're gonna get it. Just you, you should just stay home and not support this motherfucker because you are going to get the thing you don't think you're going to get. So it's fucked up, but uh, you know, all right, Peter Herman Cain. Yeah, I wish there were more Godfather's Pizza pizzas around the area here I, I would go to a godfather's in his honor oh man a lot of people have been just dropping like flies and shit, as always just shout out to uh malik b one of the former uh founding members i believe of yeah the uh of the roots um and shit just shout out to regis god damn he's gone Shout out to John Saxon, Saxon, the great actor. You see him in Enter the Dragon, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff. Shout out to Olivia de Havilland, passed away at 104 in Paris. You know, one of the last, one of the last, uh, you know, silver st- screen stars of the golden age. You know, man, just, oh, uh, just. Shout out to Megan the Stallion and her foot. I don't know how the hell that all happened. I mean, just like I forgot to mention it last week, last time I did the show, but it's just shout out to her. Hope, you know, whatever, now you want to get involved with that because, you know, Jay Prince is, is, has something in it and I still want to uh, talk to him once again because, you know, just not trying to, just just trying to get, keep the uh, keep the channels open, if you will. Um, let's see, uh, Beyonce got a, another, uh, visual album, uh, coming out, just, uh, so yeah, there's that, yeah. Taylor Swift dropped that album that was supposed to come out the same time as Kanye, I guess Kanye was like nine doing that shit, just, I think Kanye, the med, the meds have kicked in now, uh, for Kanye, so, because, of course, a couple weeks ago, he was tripping. He was tripping. He went to that rally and just started talking about Harriet Tubman and just started crying and wearing a bulletproof vest. So, yeah. And then, you know, then he just, two straight, you know, for, I don't know, for a whole week, he went on. 
uh, Twitter talking about uh, Drake. Just he kept he kept tweeting Drake for some reason. Then started tweeting other people, and then just started threatening Chris Jenner and all that. And just I think at some point, yeah, the meds uh, f- finally kicked in, and just like I'm just gonna just gonna uh, work on the album. Just see how that works out. So yeah. Oh God, David. Just can can we just stop interviewing Trump till the election? Because because uh, because it's got it's got to the point now where just he he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Just I mean, there's that Chris Wallace interview where he was like he he was stopping it to look for facts and uh, and then like this recent one this uh, this Axios. Actually, was in the an interview, and he was just going on about whatever the hell, and just it's not, it, it, he he does not make sense. He never really made sense, but he really is going about not making sense. So, just can we just pause on the um, <laughs> talking with? Talking to Trump, we already got you know he's back with the with the goddamn press conferences where people ask him questions and he just leaves. Like, what's the, what's the point of having a press conference if you if you're gonna like leave halfway through? And uh, yeah, just today, well, just recently, he just started tweeting about uh, about doing the whole the mail like let's postpone the election. We knew it was gonna get to that point. We yeah we we all knew it. This he's gonna say hey. Let, let's hey let's let's put put the election on pause right now. Let's let's just regroup and uh, see what we can do until we things can get back to normal, which they're not. Um, you know, which they're not, unless you split. I think unless we get proper, at least somewhat proper representation in the White House, you know, shit ain't gonna get back to normal. Oh man, Republicans, stop trying to get the smoke with AOC. It, it's not going to happen. It's just why, why do these these damn represent? Why do all these Republicans just keep on trying to get the smoke with this woman? She is a young Latina from from. From the East Coast, you you are not going to win. You're gonna call her a bitch and expect her not to like come back at you, and then now you gotta play the victim like oh yeah she just you know playing his ass. Well, that's what you get, motherfucker. First of all, just just admit she's hot and let, just let it go. Why the hell? Because I think if that also plays into it, it's like now she's smart, now she's in the the position that she's in. She's very attractive, and y'all, you can't deal with that shit. You know, I like my female politicians to not give me a chub. So the fact that you give me a chub, I can't handle it, so I'm just going to call you a bitch all over the place. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know if I anybody who came up with that uh the person who came up with that fucking um 
hot dog and rice crispy square treat, she'd be shot in the ass. Just saying it. Just like I want to. I don't want to see it. it. Looks disgusting. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it. And you should be shot in the ass for it. Same goes to Karens who keep on coughing the motherfuckers when they tell you to put on put a mask on. Put a mask on if you. And if you're gonna cough on me, you better run because I'm gonna. I'm gonna at least punch you in the face or shoot you in the ass. One of the two. All right, that's twenty minutes. Okay, let's get this goddamn thing that represents a show on the road. Uh, this is the most... This is the most podcast on the interwebs. This is... Everything is canceled. Ah, let's do this shit. Lavender, 
perfume in a nice dress Girl, I hope you like this Midnight black on the outside Inside, you and I leather last week Fell deep in the romance Way back when we did We did Midnight black on the outside Inside, you and I leather last week Fell deep in the romance In the backseat we did up the highway You smoke with the windows down You flexing in the rear view Fading lights in town I know you can't stay too late I'll have you home in time Let's find a place of silence Beyond the county line Nice black on the outside, inside you and I leather and I skin. Fell deep in the romance, way back then we did, we did. Nice black on the outside, inside you and I leather and I skin. Fell deep in the romance, in the backseat we did. Outside, inside, you and I never understand. Fell deep in the romance, in the backseat we did, we did. Night black on the outside, inside, you and I never understand. Fell deep in the romance, in the backseat we did. If you hit 
This is um, Everything is Canceled. 
a.k.a. Uncle Krizzle's middle-aged time. Uh, I am uh, Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Krizzle, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. your one black friend. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to hit me up and all that stuff, uh, I'm, all, I'm on all the medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Vine, and all Tumblr, and all the good stuff. At Uncle Crizzle, U N C L E C R I Z Z L E. If you want to donate to the podcast, which would be nice because rent is due, uh, you can hit me up at uh, paypal.me slash Uncle Crizzle. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe wherever the hell you're listening to this. Just let me know you're out there. Let other people know you're out there so this could be something. All right. Uh, let's uh, get into the the music chunk that I rather uh, sad downbeat music chunk. I, I, I didn't really mean to do that, but it just kind of happened. Um, uh, start off with uh, Tiana Taylor uh, from her new album, which I believe just called the album. It's uh, bear with me that the video that uh, that accompanies the song is uh, good. Cause she's like in a chair, just dancing and she's like doing chair dancing shit, which is nice. Uh, after that uh, was uh, uh, two uh, Texas forces, uh, Quan Bin, I believe for Houston's very own Quan Quan Bin. I, I hope that's how I pronounce the goddamn name of the band. They're 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 uh, just getting a lot of press and uh, claim these days, along with Leon Bridges, uh, you know, just uh, another Texas favorite. Uh, they collaborated on an EP together called Texas Sun. And that was uh, Midnight, uh, that, that track they did. And uh, after that, a classic from the one and the only Stevie Wonder, uh, Blame It on the Sun, from the Talking Book album written by uh, him and then his, his, uh, you know, his uh, late ex, uh, Sarita Wright. Wright. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, sorry about that. But uh, that was a good selection of music. And I thought I'd play that now. So, um, so yeah, I guess we'll get into uh, today's uh, guest because uh, he also um, has, you know, has a birthday. He has a birthday coming up, and I thought uh, it'd be t- uh, nice to just get him involved into this. So I guess we'll get into that right now. Okay. Um... Yeah, and I'm I'm right now I'm I'm on the uh I'm on the line with a longtime uh friend and colleague of mine. Uh he uh he lives up in uh, Nashville and he uh he, he writes uh film reviews and other um arts and culture stuff for Nashville scene. Um believe are you still Work over at uh, the uh, Belcourt. Um, the Belcourt well, Theater. It's yeah. Uh, well, it's it's Belcourt shut down like all the theaters currently. But yes, I am still part of that. I uh, I love that place. Yeah and okay and uh, so. Uh, Jason, Sean. Hello. Awesome. <laughs> 
Welcome to uh, Everything is Canceled. I'm I'm and, honored uh, to be part of the birthday guest, the birthday show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was either you or Helen Mirren, and uh, Helen Mirren is apparently uh, in a uh, remote location, and I can't uh, get get on on the line. So, so but you know, handle her business. I understand, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just because her birthday is on Sunday, and I literally reached out to them, and I'm just like, "Hey, can you like, you know, can I holler at her?" And she's like, "No, nah, she's she's somewhere else." So like, okay, but yeah, actually, you know, we've done this, we've done this before, I think. But yeah, because uh, I had a uh, a podcast way way back in the day, and I thought it'd be a good idea to just have you uh, on the show because we our birthdays are, um, you know, kind of right next to each other. Indeed. And Leo's got to stick together. Yeah, Leo's and that, because, uh, yeah, because actually I'm you know, recording this uh, on my birthday and just, uh, and just that's happening. And your birthday is coming up in a couple of days. And because yep. uh, you're, you're one year older than me, I believe. And just, I am. I am. Yeah, I'm just Yeah, so that's so that's happening. <laughs> Could know. be an extraable surge of time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 'cause I'm you know, 'cause I didn't really do I didn't do much today, but Wright is always trying to mm-hmm. trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents as uh Tupac and his associates would say in the I get around song. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. I mean, are you planning to do anything? Is DJ Nomi coming out for anything? Um, well, I mean, not not in in like an actual club setting, but I have I have a, I do a weekly dance mix for uh, dancemixusa.com. Um, I don't I don't know if anybody even listens to it. It's like I do I do the mix show every week, and I'm just like I hope this is like brightening someone's day, but I have no idea whatsoever. So it could yeah. it could be like literally just like mixing beats into the void, but you know it keeps me focused. <laughs> well, yeah, because because uh, that's the thing when you the same thing over here when you try to do a show such as this, uh, playing it out there and like nobody immediately uh, tells you, hey, is anybody listening to this shit? Mm-hmm. And you just it's like, like yeah, it's, do stuff. yeah, what are you saying with? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird because it's like, but because of the nature of the medium, it's like, you know, it's it's basically like from this point through you know however long eternity is. So you know, like theoretically, it, in the in the the smoldering wreckage of society, in like you know thirty years or something, someone could like find these and just like here is the actual truth of human society as it was, and it's like. You know, it's us talking about this. So it's like, it's amazing. So like, yeah, future survivors of the apocalypse. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, um, actually, just because I'm just trying to, because actually, you know, you and I, we go way back. Yeah. Back stuff. Because <laughs> we, we both have a mutual friend uh, in a, 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 a very Familiar guest of the show, Sean Burns, and you two. Uh, oh, Sean, went, yeah. Yeah, you two went to NYU back in the 90s, mid-90s or so. Oh, yeah. You two have many yeah. experiences together, and just, <laughs> yeah, 
it, it was one of those things where just like, you know, I, I know, I knew Sean and I just wanted to, uh, get to know the other film critics he knew and just, yeah, just, uh, just film. This, this was back in the good old days when it wasn't film Twitter yet. So you just actually got to look around. Yeah. See yeah. It was the other film people are. And then just like, just, just see there's this, this, this whole cult of, uh, critics and cinephiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that I'm not a part of. Mm-hmm. And I tried to see if I can get involved with it. I mean, like, I don't know if we want to talk about the good old day, the good old Cinemasters days. Oh, Lord. No, that's a, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, just, just basically a group of, uh, people emailing each other about, uh, about movies. Back, yeah, back in the good old days where it's just like, just, we just had email groups. Yeah. Talked about however, and he had to, I don't know, I, don't, I forget it. how was it that you just joined it, you just, I don't know, somebody uh, recommended you or gave you a heads up. Yeah. You had to do some secret whatever. It was some, it was some Shriner Mason shit. Um, Jim Ridley actually is who brought me in. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, from there, it's like, it's so weird. It's like, I, I think it's Yahoo groups now, but like, it was like three incarnations of that ago. Like it's like, it's it's like you know Friendster era internet stuff. And I'm and it's it's wild to think that like, like if I had to explain Friendster to like the kids today, they would look at me like I was crazy. And I was like, no, 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 it was a thing for like a year or two. Or uh, time is cruel. <laughs> yeah, time is extremely cruel. God damn it. Because just uh, cause like the past, I don't know, past 15, 15 years or so, then it's been a blur. It's just like mm-hmm. I was just thinking just like how there are like whole chunks of the 2000s. I do not have a clear recollection of. Yeah. It's like I can I can remember New Year's Eve of Y2K. Like, I remember that. Like, where I was at, I can tell you who all was around me in the room. And then after that, stuff gets kind of blurry for a while. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, 9-11, that's there. Um, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's, the, you would you would think, it's, and, and it's, I get that, like, all the, the you know, the, the, the curse that old people wish on young people all the time when they're, they're just like, you know, it's going to happen to you too. And I was just like, no, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep a sense of permanence as to where I am in the course of things. And like, nope, it's all just like, a, it's, you know, I, I'll like turn around and I'm just like, you know, like, my, you know, my, my years in New York, that doesn't seem like that long ago. And it was 25 years ago. It's it's crazy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just thinking like, but what you know? I'm just thinking, just like I re, I still remember the '90s. And I'm like, if you talk to like a kid about the '90s and he's like, "Holy shit, that was so long ago!" I'm like, "No, it wasn't. I remember yeah. exactly what I was doing in the '90s. Like, if I can yeah. remember what happened in the '90s, it wasn't that long ago, but it is." It is. It's it's so weird. It's like we have become old men, and that's just yeah. The, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm like I'm trying to like keep a decent sense of humor about. It. I mean, just everything's on fire. Plague holds sway over the land. You know, it's like nothing makes sense, and 
the worst possible people are profiting every step of the way. But, you know, I'm trying to, like, at least keep a, a, a <laughs> I, I'm not going to say a rosy and upbeat outlook on things, but I'm at least trying to, like, all right, what can I do to help improve things? And, like, basically the way that I can improve things is, like, oh, no, that's the sauce you want for that. That's really I'm, – I'm getting good on, like, sauce recommendations, and that's pretty much it. Um, you, you talking to people about sauces? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like a lot of people are getting like, oh, I'm I'm cooking at home for the first time, you know, and I'm just like – and, they, you know, a lot of people get – a lot of people, their instincts when it comes to food is really boring. So, you know, I'm just sort of like – like it's an area of expertise. I'm just like, here's something that's really – and it's also – it's like one of those things that like there's – um that like whenever I would travel, like – you know, people would say, like, oh, do you have, like, the Nashville hot sauce? Because of the hot chicken thing. Like, that was, like, mm. like for a minute there, that was big all over the place. So it's, like, you know, I would I would take, like, okay, well, here's some sauces and stuff. So it's, like, it's like it's it, it's it wouldn't even go on the business card, but it is, like, this, like, weird side hustle that, like, I've, you know, I, I guess a saucier, I, I guess is what you would call it. And that sounds so trifling, but it's, you know, it's, like, one way that I can, like, help people. And just like, hey, no, try this. Um, they're, they're, the best hot sauce I've ever had in my life is there's a Nashville barbecue joint called Martin's, and it's called the Devil's Nectar, and it's so good because it's not like it's not like frat bear. Like you, there's some like hot sauces, and you taste it, and you're just like, well, this is good and flavorful. And there's some you haven't just like, well, this is just designed to ruin someone eating someone's eating. And like that that Devil's Nectar, that's that's the real deal right there. It's great. I remember as I was uh, driving uh, cross country from Raleigh to Houston, I made a stop in uh, you know Nashville, and I stayed in your mama's basement. Yeah, yeah, she 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 had the, the little little guest nook downstairs. <laughs> yeah, there was like, and it was like confusion because just like I was like, because. I don't know if you guys saw it stay in like a night or two nights, but just like uh, I was there for kind of three nights or so. And, uh, but, uh, just, yeah, I think on like a front, one day you got, you just drove me around. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, oh, yeah. Cause, it, Cause that was the night you, you introduced Dolomite at the Bell Court. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I really need, yeah. Cause I managed to coordinate in my travel. That I was going to introduce Dolomite at uh, the Belcourt Theater, which 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 I think went well. And, oh, it went very uh, well, very well. Yeah. And uh, so, but like dur- like during the day, you you drove me in. I believe was a deuce in the quarter around Nashville, and you're telling me all the different things. Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah. I was I was I was talking shit. I was <laughs> I was telling the telling some tales yeah but oh yeah and i took you to to martin's didn't i that was a yeah that was some yeah yeah you tell me because oh, yeah you were basically telling me how nashville is just all cluttered on top of each other like a lot of people still think nashville has, has this in the head it's like it's, it's like the movie it's just like yeah i wish it was still like that country songs to each other but there's like, i, I there's wish a lot of, a lot of strip malls, I believe. It's like, it's like yeah. a very industrious town. 
Yeah. And then lots of lots of uh condos just everywhere. I mean, that hasn't really changed. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like it's like the, recently what Nashville is famous for is like like every couple weeks um we'll be on TMZ or CNN as like the shame of America cuz they'll show like downtown Nashville and people just like like going around and and with no masks acting a fool at like Kid Rock's place. It's just just like so nasty, but it's like it's like for once Nashville is the shame of America, which is kind of like, all right. I mean, you know, it got to be known for something, I guess. But uh, all right, don't 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 do that to yourself. We we all know <laughs> that Florida is the shame of the country. Just just every right. every day is just just assholes. In bathing suits, mm-hmm. running around, it, 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 and giant gators. Well, Don't forget the giant gators. <laughs> yeah, just be, it's bad enough. Florida is already a big petri dish, but yeah. you oh, know I'm, when? Yeah, it's, it's just like when the, the the virus, the the Rona hit, is just like, oh, it's just like it's just this breeding ground for bacteria. Yeah, it's it's messy. How have yeah. Weird Al and Bobby Brown not teamed up to do like a a, a version of Roni for the the pandemic? Like, it just seems to me that that's like that that, that just like yes, we're at Bobby Brown. This take your old hit and make it new, and you know talk talk to the people because it's first uh, of all, it's just I don't think. Well, I don't think anybody remembers that song really, except you know, of course, black people. And so it's not, it, you know, Roni wasn't a big hit among the, you know, it, you know drawing from my middle school years, uh, uh-huh. it was a big hit amongst the uh, alabaster crowd. Uh, oh. But uh, and but I mean, just so it, from that, I mean that. It, it is a clever idea, but I don't know if anybody would even know what the hell. I mean, it, if Nathan Rabin is listening to this, maybe he could hit up where to make that happen. Talk about <laughs> that, but but yeah, I don't know if that's really going to be just like a deal. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's more likelihood that that uh, that Weird Al might do like something like once again they do with my Sharona with my Bologna, just uh-huh. My Arona and stuff like that, but you know, I don't know if it's gonna actually they're gonna go into Bobby Brown's uh, "Don't Be Cool" album and try to redo Roni. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been they've been doing like those super deluxe editions of like the 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 the, the that first wave of new edition so I'm because they did Bobby's "Don't Be Cruel" and they did uh, uh, Johnny Gill's uh, first one, which is just like I. Every time I hear that song, um, what's the what's the the real the the slutty one? Uh, Rub you the right way. Every time Rub I hear that, right. I'm just like. Every time I hear that, I'm like I'm back in the skating rink, and it's just like it's like that. Like I can I can smell nachos and like diet cokes, and everybody's having a good time. And I was just like, oh, oh, before adult responsibilities, how nostalgic yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like you remember that. You remember the, the like the, the Johnny Gill Rub You the Right, right Way album. I mean, I I still like remember back and forgetting like 
like back in the days of when he uh, teamed up with Stacy Lattisaw for perfect oh. combination, and then yeah, I forget who produced the again produced that album where he did like half crazy and everything. So just like uh-huh. just people was it Narda Michael Walden? I feel like Narda Michael Walden was involved with it at some point. Yeah, I love I love Stacey Lattisaw. She um she's got some of her um some of her like really early eighties stuff, like eighty, eighty one. Patrick Cowley plays synths on it, which is like that's real inspired and strange. She has a there's there's one song of hers um called Let Me Be Your Angel that the first time I heard it I thought it was like a like a like a like six year old Michael Jackson song. Like I mean, it was like like she that that she she had that sort of vocal tone very similar to like like real young Michael Jackson stuff. But it was just it was that was that was one of the like the the um uh, Kiss FM anthems in New York. Like on Saturdays when they would have like the old school afternoons, they play that. They play uh, uh, a lot of Jones Girls. Like good uh, New York memories. I'm I'm trapped in nostalgia, Craig. <laughs> How did I get trapped in nostalgia? <laughs> Well, it, it can be seen as basically as just like it's all we got now. Because we're, well, we're, we're both in our 40s at this point now. And I mean, we're, 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 we're single men and a lot of people look at us with a combination of pity and fear. Yes. I don't know about it with you, but like with me, it's definitely, especially a black man, just like a black single I ain't got no kids like just there is this there is a sense that people look at me like almost like what the fuck's wrong with this guy does he have a, you know even though Texas has no basements they have like the, the, the what, is, what is in his basement uh, type uh-huh. of thinking that's so interesting I, I didn't talk to anybody I didn't I didn't know Texas was like was like Florida and and Louisiana and didn't have basements. That's interesting because of the water table. That's good to know. Um yeah. But again, I could I could never speak to the experience of of black people cuz just, you know, society is just it's just built on that kind of thing. But the 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 the, the one aspect that I can speak to is it used to be um in, in Nashville NES is like the the monopoly that controls everybody's electricity. And right across from any, and it's where everybody, if you, if you went to pay your bill in person, that's where you had to go. You had to go downtown to the NES building. And right across mm-hmm. from it was always this giant billboard. And on this giant billboard was whoever Tennessee's most wanted sex offender was at that time. And it would change like on a weekly basis. And it would, you know, like have their website and like where you go if you need to see this guy. But the problem is it didn't matter how many times they changed it. They always looked like me. It was always yeah. like like a chubby white dude with a beard and glasses who looked like you know he, he like stopped him for a picture on the way to his D and D game and I was just like just every time I was just like oh it's nope it's me again huh you know I, yeah. I I always kept thinking sometime when I'd be going to pay my electric bill that somebody'd be like oh it's you let me get a picture of like you with the billboard in the background I was, thankfully that never happened but it was just sort of like. Yeah, it was. It's 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 real sad when you realize that like society, the types that society expects are just it's just not fair. Like, get to know me, society. Um, but no, I it's yeah, it's it's very weird. 
Well, is it bad enough because, you know, people, you know, people, you, you may look like a sex offender, just like people already assume because I'm black, I'm going to, you know, just, 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 just like black everything up and just scare, you know, just, just, just scare when they see me. Also, and I think you uh, know this, uh, I, I share the same name as a sex offender. Oh, and, no, uh, I didn't know that. Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, for a while, like, I was just telling, I, I wrote a big, I, I, I actually wrote a piece about it on Medium, about, on my Medium blog, about, just like, yeah, I, I found out a few years ago, I, you know, did the, I sadly did the Google My Name thing, and oh. it turns out that Craig D. Lindsay, like, Ooh. there's another Craig D. Lindsay, and he is a big-time sex offender. Oh, and God. Yeah, just like, you want to, like, yeah, just whatever you have in your head of a sex offender, that's what the dude looks like. Oh. It was just, uh, yeah, he, uh, he did some crazy, like, he is one, he, he had one, he had one of those rap sheets where it's like, like, it looks incomplete because it's just like, it's a series of offenses he did all over Oof. the place. So, yeah, just like, could this be the reason why I don't have a job? Because I also you know, the same name. It, it is possible. I mean, like the the only other Jason Sean that I know of is like a lacrosse coach in the Midwest, and wow. uh, so yeah, and, and invariably, like the first page of Google is always me, which is like something. It's it's really sad that sometimes I take pride in that, but you know, you got to take your small victories where you can. And yeah. but yeah, no, there's 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 some guy in um, I, I, it's not Ohio or one of the Dakotas or something. I don't know. It's somewhere in the middle of the country, and he's a lacrosse coach. And I bet he hates me. I bet he hates just like who is this this outspoken, over logoreic, crazy person in Nashville who just writes about movies. So yeah. I, I hope I haven't ruined some of his days, but you know. Things happen. It'd be funny if the sex offender would Google his name and he sees me and just like, like why well, I got share the name of this nigga? And it's just, yeah, just be just like, there's just like a cherry on top of it, just like, he's a sex offender and, all, and he's also a racist. Well, you know, likelihood that might be the case, but. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's the, the world that we're in right now. I mean, it's just we're 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 finding racism everywhere. I mean, it's like it's it's just like it's not even trying to like to to like pretend. It's so it's so sad. It's so just it's 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 frustrating and gross. And it's I I there and like it's it's amazing how these can how a lot of the conspiracy theorists like. It's like they 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 they've like like woven racism in on like the third level of their conspiracies. It's like they're they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is crazy and this is crazy, but this is like bolstered by traditional racism. And I'm just like, I don't know how to deal with this. It's also insane now. It's gotten to the point now where people are starting up uh, Twitter pages and Instagram pages just full of videos. Of people just w- taking 
one video after the other of people being blatantly racist and people not have not grasping that they are being filmed being racist. It's 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 one of those it's 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 almost like just this like this new breed of you remember like Terminator Oh, the Terminator series, like Terminator 2, Robert Patrick showed up at the T-1000. And, mm-hmm. and, like, now we got this new evolved breed of races that really does, that really does not care if you're catching them being racist. Yeah. And just, just, it just, like, kind of reminded me, just like, that's, just like, that's, that is how, uh, uh, overwhelming white privilege can be where people are so vested white people are so vested in their privilege that they do not think that repercussions that happen once they are caught on camera being racist as fuck yeah it's it's Oh God! I mean, and there's just like, like occasionally, like occasionally there'll be that moment where it's like, where like the vi- you you can you see it captured on video. There's like the the, the the like the people who realize just like, oh, oh, I have told on myself in a public forum, but it's, mm-hmm. most of the time they don't even give a shit. They feel they feel empowered. As like like that video from the ring, like like my racism is going to make other people's racism become even stronger. But like like occasionally you get that moment where where you see someone realizing what's happened, and then that that is just sort of like I don't know. I feel like I feel like so many of the problems in society could be fixed if racism were painful. Like like if like if you it, say something racist, wait a minute, you, you wait, just it's not painful because it kind of feels. Painful when when people roll up on you and tell you you have to leave a place because you're you're making them very uncomfortable. No, uh, you're right. You, that's, right. that's painful as fuck. Like, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I misspoke. I meant for the people who were being racist. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like every time somebody says something racist, they should just uncontrollably shit themselves. Or, or I think that would punch in the face. It's like I don't understand how these people just don't get it in the face. Like, especially the people who are racist and also are anti-masters and they just cough on people. Yeah. And they've always got guns. They've always got guns. I just realized this is a very uh, depressing uh, interview we're having. Yeah, but it's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. I've been trying to figure out how to pep up the the the, the podcast because, like, mm-hmm. I start off by just ranting about shit and then play uh, three songs by black people nobody's heard of, and then I get into this long interview with somebody that you know usually listeners do not know. And I'm trying to see uh-huh. what would make it more interesting than just me talking to somebody I know about depressing shit, uh-huh. and it's just like. And this has gotten a point where it's just like I, if it's just me, just lost the, all the ability to uh, be optimistic about anything. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, just the environment or just like just the way I handle the show. It's just. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we'll, it's... Talk, we'll talk about peppy shit because, like, you. Cause <laughs> for, here's, here's the thing with you because, like, you're. I, as somebody who's read your work for a long time and who knows you personally, you always seem to find a silver lining in even the worst goddamn movie. So, I try to. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, it's almost like you're like uh, the guy from the LA Times, like, what is it, Kevin Thomas, he used to be positive about stuff, and then, but it would be like about really fucked up shit. And because you, because you're, you're always more about, uh, you know, horror films or sci-fi films or just, I don't know if mm-hmm. you have a, a personal, uh, uh, you know, how, you know, how would you describe your case? And it would be I, more, yeah. You know, you know, I would, yeah, I would, I would say that, um, like I, whenever people ask me like, well, what kind of movies do you like? It's just like, I'll watch anything once. And, like, as far as genres go, like, I love crazy things. I love scary movies. I love comedies and stuff. But the, the the one kind of film that I just can't stand are inspirational sports dramas. Uh, it's really? like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't enjoy sports. And, um, and, like, you're trying to make sports into something that's supposed to make me, like, inspire me to do better with my life. Like, fuck that shit. Um, I'll tell you something that like is that 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 I feel strongly about. They took they took my favorite sport in the world, which is miniature golf, and they made a terrible terrible TV show out of it. Um, where it's like they they like it's it's like meta and it's like oh let's, our commenters are funny and they and I'm just like just show me people playing miniature golf. And I would watch that compulsively. I would just sip my drink and watch people play miniature golf, and it would be awesome. Uh, I'll tell you the best thing—the the best thing to soothe my mind that has kept me from like slipping over the edge and screaming at things—is uh, celebrity bowling. It's um, it's on Amazon Prime, but it's on YouTube as well. And it's just—it was an old '70s game show, and they like they would get just anybody who was like from TV or movies or you know Peter Falk, Adrian Barbeau, the Lennon sisters, Scatman Crothers, you know, and they had them bowl. And there's no small talk whatsoever unless it's said while they're like getting up to bowl. It's like completely devoid of like anything it's just the ritual of bowling and everyone's wearing 70s clothes competing for 70s prizes and it's just it's it it just unlocks the mind it's great it's it's and nothing happens and yet it's it it is a it is a testament to the to the endurance of people doing crazy shit for you know like a new toaster or something and i i can't recommend it highly enough yeah just amazon prime has gotten to be in ways it's like this 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 more uh, all-encompassing, twisted version of Netflix, where it's just like you get movies and get original TV shows, but you also get like TV movies from the seventies, where Floris Beachman gives everybody VD. Oh yeah, and, uh, there's some there's crazy stuff out there, and that's that, that that's the thing about movies that I like is that just you know they've been doing them for a hundred years, and like just about any concept you can come up with, there's probably one out there somewhere. Yeah. 
Wait, what was the name of the miniature golf show? I think I know what you're talking about. Holy moly. It's it's called exactly. Holy Moly. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Sonny Mabry on this show at some point? I forget which one. It's possible. Uh, uh, Stephen Curry is like one of the guys, and Rob Riggle is one of the hosts. And like he's been funny oh, in oh, some movies, but like, oh, I but it's excruciating. About like a show set, like a like a like a workplace sitcom set on a on miniature golf course. Now this is like a miniature golf one of those miniature like the game shows they have now on ABC and shit like. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, and it's just it's it, every time I try and watch it. I just get angrier and angrier. I'm just like, how do you take something like as like the thing? My whole philosophy with miniature golf and the reason why I love it, like I hate like regular golf. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, to me, miniature golf is like that one moment in Caddyshack when Rodney Dangerfield is like, "Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get laid." It's like this. It's it's. There's something like liberating and democratizing about that philosophy, and to me, that's what miniature golf was, because like like I could never like not be so bored as to want to die playing regular adult golf. But like miniature golf, you know, there's like windmills and crazy shit and like fire pits and, um, you know, it's fun and there's slushies and uh, you know there's an arcade when you're done. I mean, how can how is that not better in every possible way. It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. It's entirely possible I'm crazy, but I just, I feel like there's a, there's, there's something about miniature golf that I find soothing and that everything that I think about like regular golf is just like, it's just like, this is everything that's shitty about society. I've never uh, heard you wax so eloquently about miniature golf. Like Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and uh but uh getting back briefly to what you're doing these days in terms of writing cuz uh you have been giving I don't know if this was something you initially pitched or just like they something that was brought upon you where you write about uh, movies or and whatnot that are, that are streaming. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, online. You have a streaming movie column thing, and uh, yeah. So it's just you know, because I, I also you know I also do reviews every once in a while for Nashville Scene, and it's getting to be. You know, I've been doing it for a long time. Did when the late uh, Jim Ridley brought me into the fold. And mm-hmm. I started doing it then, and then he passed away, and then you know, just like uh, uh, you know, Patrick Rogers is is, hold, is holding the fort, but just like it's, it's, I don't know if it's it's mostly because just the fact that uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, options out there. Yeah. In terms because we're going through a pandemic, and you can't really uh, write a lot about uh, films. And it seems that you you carry up you carry most of the slack with doing the streaming column. I mean, I just I'm not, I'm kind of just talking about how I'm dealing with things, but just with mm-hmm. you, how are you get about uh, how you come about uh, drawing up what you're going to write in terms of uh, streaming things? Um, it's a lot of times it's. Um... You know, with, with 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 the titles that are like going to to VOD or like the drive-in, um, those uh, 
that I will, um, you know, I'll just, I'll add those in according to whatever with the deadline. But um, a lot of times it's just like um, I'll be responding to like stuff that's happening in the world or like, you know, I'm always open. Like when people will just see like, hey, have you seen such and such? I'm like, I haven't, but I'll watch it. And if it's if it's good or interesting, I'll write about it. What's funny is that um, the deadline that I have for it is like nine days in advance. So invariably, whatever people are reading is like is like actually like what what I was feeling real strong about like the previous week. It's just there's a, it's it's like a um, it's like a time delay thing. But um, I, yeah, it's just I'm you know like um, th- for 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 what's coming up for next week. I was my whole thing was like. I need to find I need to I need to write about something that's fun, like something that's that's enjoyable because like I was getting real into like just depressing, terrifying stuff. And um and then I was that's, just Yeah, like, that, that that did seem to be like a recurring thing. Like I often look it's just like you would give up give it up to movies like The Invasion, which is uh-huh. like that's that's like fifty years old. And it's just like it's, it's kind of another uh, incarnation of invasion of the body snack. Because I, I could always expect on I, I could always expect you to just uh, dive into things like that whenever I read your column. So, <laughs> well, well, next week I'm going to talk extensively about fear of a black hat because uh, oh, it is really? yeah yeah it's on it's on it's on uh, Prime and Tubi. And um, it is it is just one of my um, it, it it's one of my my go to comfort movies um, because uh, there <laughs> I have the soundtrack to that movie and it it uh it it brings me such such joy um, and uh, and I, I'm a Casey Lennon stand going way back like I like I love the fact you know she's just acting in it but I'm I'm always interested in in whatever is going on with that but yeah like the, the the one thing that sucks though is that um none of the streaming versions have the ice froggy frog video at the beginning like that theatrical and vhs versions did uh-huh. but oh uh, yeah you're big you're big fan of such classics as come and pet the pussy come and pet the p-u-s-s-y um uh booty juice uh granny says booty kick juice. your black ass yeah, yeah exactly I, so much good stuff on that. And then Kurt Loder pops up and you're just like, what? <laughs> I'm, I remember when like, that movie came out, because first of all, you know, cause it, it supposedly came out at the movie theaters and I was living here in Houston and like nobody knew what the hell that film was about. And then I would, mm-hmm. and I would show people, show, like my cousin and just like, just, just, it's just like those kinds of films yeah, you know, when when it comes to people like you and I, like we we know about those those films. And now people like people are more like familiar with stuff like TV four. Uh huh. But but you know we bring up something like Fear of a Black Cat. Like what the what the hell is that about? Because it's just like nobody. It didn't necessarily have a proper uh, theatrical and uh, nor uh, home video distribution release. So it's just like it's one of those things that's lost out there in the ether. Yeah, yeah, it, it just it never really got the 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 awareness, and it makes me sad because I think it's I think it's a better film than CB4. Like, it is. I'm, uh, and it's that there's there's so much, and also I mean Larry B. Scott as as Tasty Taste. I mean, I saw Revenge of the Nerds 
at an age where I was too young to understand how, like, deeply troubling and sexually problematic it was. But I did find a certain degree of liberation there because Larry B. Scott as Lamar Luttrell was, like, mm-hmm. that That was inspiring because he was gay and he was ridiculous. But he also, you know, he won them the Olympic thing. And um, and he Wait, actually yeah, had a date yeah. when they had date night. Yeah, he had that, that the limp-wristed. Javelin, the, yeah. The javelin, yeah, the javelin for limp-wristed swords. Jeez, that movie. Can we just yeah. talk about Revenge of the Nerds real quickly? Like, Absolutely. Like, everything, that, like, you just look back on it, and you would, because, you know, we were both at a young age, young oppressive age, when, like, all these R-rated movies were coming out, and they, oh, titties. And they all mm-hmm. doing uh, crazy sex shit. And then you 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 grow up, you're adults, mm-hmm. and you just think back to all the stuff that happened in that movie. Just the just like the body shaming, the 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 obvious uh, sex crimes. Uh, yes, the, uh, the obvious the, sex crimes. Well, just not, that is just just no obvious of uh, uh, felonies. That happened. I mean, the movie yeah. really starts with like, just like you know, just Pete just just house uh, like a frat house being burned down, and then like they're kicking the yeah. they're kicking the nerds out of their dome and their their dorm. And uh, I, I was actually thinking this that that scene where they're all trying to look for places to live, and the kid nerd rolls up mm-hmm. to the house of that middle aged woman. In the yeah. red negligee, and she's like literally hitting on this 12, 13 year old boy. And I'm just like, Yeah. Just how the fuck did that even just, that, that shit, like, you, can, you can't do that. You, can, you can't do that shit now. Certainly and not. Just, Certainly yeah. not. And of course, the, you know, the thing everybody talks about, like, the, the whole scene. Where, uh, like Robert Carradine, who's of course the head nerd, he, he yeah. basically goes down on like the, the girl from the, from the Alpha Sorority or whatever. And like yeah. they end Disguised up. Disguised as, as what's his face from Married with Children, yeah. Yeah, and just, and she, and she's all into it. And, 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 and keep in mind while, while that happening, the other nerds are basically selling naked uh, photos of her underneath pie, underneath the oh, yeah. screen. And, and, and yeah, it's like, horrifying. And when you think about that, like, how did that movie not end with her climbing to the tallest building in the campus uh-huh. and falling? And killing them all. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, or, 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 or killing them all. Yeah, just like, it's just like, how did that not end in, like, a murder-suicide because it's like she, it's like her she's her life is over. Like yeah, raped and and like body shamed or whatever. Just like mm-hmm. and yeah. So and it's 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 staggering. And not only um, was society okay with that, there were sequels, but the sequels were all PG thirteen. Um, and, and there are a couple yeah, of them that ended up. Yeah, there were TV movies and everything. Yeah, yeah. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. I have not, like, since, I'd I'd say the last time I watched Revenge of the Nerds is probably about 
18, 19 years ago. But mm-hmm. um, the the second one, the second one does have uh, something that I always wanted to um, that 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 I that I had sampled and was going to use it in an album, but I never ended up doing it. But is when when uh, Booger meets uh, his mentor, and he, yeah. he's just looking around and he's just like, "This place is disgusting." And his mentor, his guru, responds with with a line that is so perfect that I can't believe no one else has ever sampled it into something, which is, "Fuck you, who died and made who you made, God." Made you God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is the best. Yeah, oh, man, just yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just the crazy shit you you remember from your childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, just well, just first off, I just want to apologize because I am not that drunk to have. <laughs> I usually. I'm usually fully in the bag, so I could just, uh-huh. you know, just just plop it in. But like, I'm thinking about a lot of things I've been asked. I'm asking you, and just like, holy shit, this is, you know, a lot of this is dark. Yeah. And just, I'm just like, just what is? Oh, is there is is there like some like some kind of silver lining we can get from this? Is this like grumpy? Like once again, I I see you as as the more positive person in this uh, back and forth. Uh, you know, you 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 find um, you know fun things to see and do. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm like I you know I I keep myself very medicated. I that um to to keep from sinking into fits of despair. But I'll tell you, that, like, as far as, like, things to be optimistic about, I feel like that there is there is an awareness amongst people that the pandemic hit at a time when people were, were, were just sort of like, all right, like, I have to examine all of the social systems that have led to this. And so a lot of people who who are normally, like, unconscious of the the way that systemic racism has, like, propped up every aspect of American society for hundreds and hundreds of years, I think a lot of people who were not being deliberate about their lives and thinking things through have started to think things through. And, um, you know, you, you see that in the protests. You see that in, in people who are, like, making a point of, like, getting it out there and putting it out there and saying, like, hey, there – this isn't right. You know, so much of this has gone wrong for so long. And now, granted, I don't know how long-term inspiring that is, but it, 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 on some level, I'm just like, this is this is somewhat encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I go, I go through cycles of it. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I'll just be like, all right, there's there's just no way to come back from this. It's like everything is like, it's just everything is designed to like just reward the worst people possible. And then other times I'm just like, look at this picture of a kitty. Aw, you know, like I, I'll mm-hmm. tell you something, something that, that, that brightened the hell out of my day once. Um, I, I, you know, I go, for, I go for a walk. Um, I, I try and walk every day just to like, get some perspective and to like, you know, like not slowly go insane indoors. Um, I saw a weasel 
for the first time in real life. Now, like, they're not particularly cute. They're not even really, like, inspirational animals. They, they'll fuck shit up. They'll kill things. But mm. I'd only ever seen them in books or on TV. I'd never seen a weasel, like, in person. And I just tripped out for about probably four minutes, just like, that's a fucking weasel. Um, I couldn't get a good picture because, of course, that's the, the, you know, the secondary impulse is always to, like, take a picture to prove that it happened. But, like, yeah, no, um, that didn't that didn't work. But uh, but but I saw a weasel and I was just like, all right. So I, I got four minutes of, like, joy and wonder out of that, which is like, you know, four minutes isn't much. But you know, you 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 take little little bits and pieces of joy when you can. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I I just I hope my my I have a my I had a doctor who had to retire under suspicious circumstances, but she always said that um that the the key was just putting antidepressants directly into the water supply, and you know mm-hmm. I I can't say how I think that would necessarily be bad. Um, but, you know. Everything else is in the goddamn water supply. Kind of yes. Antidepressant. Well, you know, this like just you know, the, then you have to talk about like what would be the best antidepressant. A lot of antidepressants, you know, depend. I mean, I remember yeah. I used to take. I used to, I think I think Zoloft at one point, and that you know mm-hmm. that shit would just give me uh, indigestion all up in my 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 sternum mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it was just like. Maybe there's that, like maybe just different types. You go to different types of of antidepressant streams. Yeah. Just see. I'm what I'm goes. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on buspirone, and that's that's uh that's definitely like real like because when I first had to start doing stuff like several years back, they put me on Xanax, which was great at the time, but now they're just like, oh, we we can't put you on Xanax. That's for like like crazy people and drug addicts and I'm just like what it was just fine for like every but so they've got me on Busburn now and I'm like okay that's fine it um you know it it uh it's 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 weird I mean it shouldn't require chemicals to get through the day but you know you got to do what you got to do um, I'm on I'm on Celexa which is like the Flintstone vitamins of mm-hmm. of antidepressants you just like you take it and hopefully just move through the day, uh-huh. just doing what you can. You don't, you don't think about it much. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's the thing about it. You were talking about like things like you saw a weasel and it just you just you just, you just flipped out on it. It's just like yeah, you know, at a point, especially you know, for, you know, someone like myself was because you know just uh, just like it's like the small the things that. Would make you happy is just almost like you be afraid to say them out loud. Oh, like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I had to. I had to. Um. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, I'm. I'm just gonna start with mine because, let you know, I'm. You know, I don't know if you want to discuss your things or whatever, but just like, um, titties are nice. Titties are quite a wonderful thing. <laughs> it's nice to, it's, 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 you know, I, I enjoy titties. I like, look at these. Hell, I have titties. So it's just like, you know, it's also like, I know a lot of other guys, especially guys here in Houston, like have podcasts and talk about titties. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, can I just still have, can I have that? Can I enjoy titties without <laughs> you 
thinking that I am uh, a misogynist or I'm I'm shaming women. For, how can I be shaming you? I'm I'm enjoying yeah you, know, you I'm you know enjoying titties. I'm not trying to be uh, gross <laughs> about it or anything. You're just being a jerk. Like hey, give me those titties. It's just like no, I. I <laughs> It's an aesthetic thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not like trying to be a perv or fetish. It's like you you literally can't even just like that, you know, show a picture like like on Facebook. That's always a thing where just like if you if you so much as I you know, I've had people, you know, uh, I don't even know why I keep them on uh, my Facebook page. It's like just when just I I, I post a photo of a girl that might you know, has lovely figure or kitty with breath hair. Uh-huh. It's just like just you know, you're just being uh, you know, another misogynist and it's just it's all that other stuff. So it's got to the point where I'm like I'm not even on Facebook that much anymore because look like if if I can't even have that then what's the what's the fucking point? Just I mean, no, it's it's you you have to figure out like how much of yourself you want to let out into the world. No, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. It's um, it's uh, the but then but then but then again, you know, there 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 are like people who have turned that kind of appreciation into an art form, like um, like cabaret diva goddess Bridget Everett, who's got a mm-hmm. who's got a, a show coming up on HBO. So good for her. she's mm-hmm. the best. I um, I got to interview her once, and she is wild in the, in the best possible way. Like really, really funny, really smart, and um. Uh, just uh, yeah, I, I I like her quite a bit. Um, I sent her a mix CD like years ago, like years <laughs> and years back. Right when, on. Like, like yeah, when she like back when I first got on Facebook, I was just like going around looking around. I saw her do stuff, and uh-huh. like I think she's still like a waitress somewhere while she was uh-huh. still doing like cabaret stuff at Joe's Pub. I like. Like she says, oh, like yeah. mixed CDs, I just center one. So she's a she. <laughs> I sent Jim Ridley to one of her shows when she was in Nashville. I was just like, like I went to the Friday Night Late show, and I was just like, Jim, I'm getting you a ticket. It will be at the box office. You have to go see Bridget Everett. And he was like, because he's like, the, he 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 got me into a, a show for Costas, who's this, like, extreme French performance artist who, like, gets shut down all over the world. And, like, he came to Nashville, and he did a show, and Jim was like, you have to come to this, you have to come to this. And, like, I, like, he got teabagged. Jim got teabagged at that show by this wow. French performance artist. And I was just like, well, I've seen everything now. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so, so I was just like, I sent him to a Bridget Everett show, and he was just like, well, that was amazing. So I was that, yeah. that, that that I keep the keep the the faith alive. <laughs> oh, just getting that now. All I see is Jim getting tea bags. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you you is there anything that you like you are into or like and whatever, and you can't really because I think you were like on the on the verge of 
disclosing that, but you're just like, I, I didn't know if you wanted to. Oh, well, no, that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't, it, it wasn't sort of thing, but like as far as like being afraid to speak things into the universe, like I had to, yeah. I, I, I got sick a couple weeks ago and I was really worried that it was, you know, COVID. So I had to take a mm-hmm. test and like I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to like speak that into the universe for free. And I, I'll find that like, you know, I don't want to say, if if something is like going well or like I'm or there's like uncertainty, I don't want to say it out loud because I feel like that's that's tempting fate. Like that's asking the universe to like step in and 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 fuck your shit up. Yeah, I took COVID test a month ago and I just found out the day that they lost the results. Mm. They lost the results a, of a bunch of people. So. Oh God. Yeah. And now they want to see about doing it again. I'm like, oh, really? Just yeah. So you could you could just you could just now you have a sense of how bad shit things are over here, where it's just like, oh, this. Oh yeah. 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 Texas has became the fact is like Houston has became like the COVID capital of Texas. There's still people around here who think yeah. that COVID isn't a big concern. You just Oh, it's cra- yeah. No, and just they just have no idea. Yeah, just man. Oh man, well, well, I'm still trying to see if there's a you know, proper way to to wrap this up. I mean, what? I mean, you're not doing anything big on your birthday. You know, it's just it's just things no. are just happening. Um, yeah, I mean it's just that it's not it's not safe to get people together. I am uh, at some time next week. I'm I'm telling a bunch of people, just like hey, if you want to go to the drive-in on Tuesday night, like I'll be there. Like we can like say hello from a distance, but like I'm I'm you know like I want I want I want this movie that's coming out to do well, and um, it's just it's something that like a lot of people wouldn't think of, um. Because, but but it is. I mean, it's like it, it's it's a it's a relatively safe thing you can do, and um, so that that that's pretty much it. Yeah, like the just the going to the drive-in has been keeping me sane, I guess. Yeah. What are you gonna see? Um, it's a well, the double is for the rental, which is not very good. And the the thing about it that's interesting is like the 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 lighting sensibility, which is not suited for drive-ins at all. But the yeah. second feature is she dies tomorrow, which is just incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just I saw the rental, just like yeah, uh, well, and but I haven't seen she dies tomorrow yet. And man, we could we could spend I'm pretty sure we could spend an additional 15 minutes start talking about what's going on with that movie. Oh God, uh, but, that's uh, that's what a like what a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, just well, I mean, just you know. If you you recommended it, I will see it at some point. I mean, there's still a lot of other things I got to see, but it's just like, you know, just one step at a time. So, uh, so Jean Genet, um, <laughs> could you tell people, you know, if you got it, if you want to plug anything, anything that, you know, what you got going, any, where people can contact you, where people can sure. reach out to you? Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm on Twitter at J Sean, J S H A W H A N. Um, there's uh, I, I also have another thing for the the section I program at the Nashville Film Festival. That's 
the graveyard shift, and that's at graveyard s t e c t r. Um, yeah. And uh, if, if, if you if you want to hear some music, you can go to my Mixcloud page. It's DJ Nomi, N O M I, as in Klaus or Showgirls. Um, and yeah. I, each um, I do the retro show, so it's like each week it's a different theme. You know, like sometimes it's like roller skating jams, and sometimes it's like early '90s techno, and sometimes it's like brunch core. And um, you know, it's the, it's a different mood, but the, it's always it's always at least interesting. Like if you've got if you've got a bunch of wine coolers and like a like a like a colored uh, thing you can put over a lampshade or like a a light. I can I can give you an hour worth of like disco joy uh weekly. Yeah. Um and uh yeah I, I, my my website is jasonshawn.com and um my poor pathetic website is that but um you know and I'm just I'm just happy to be out and conscious and able to like uh, to be alive I guess but to talk about things and you know and have people in my life like Craig like you, who are who who think I have something that's worth saying to the public, and I appreciate that. Well, you know, I always try to give people who are interested a chance to talk about things, no matter how dark it gets. You know, just, <laughs> just just plow through it together. Indeed. All right. Indeed. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to talk, and just. Like good luck with the birthday double feature. Just good luck with everything in general. Indeed, happy birthday to you, sir, and uh, and uh, keep on keeping on. I'll try. You the same. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. Me and Jason Sean on the phone in all its awkward glory. Yeah, that's it for me at this moment. Uh, I'm going to close things out with uh, a track from uh, Flowetry from their uh, Flowetic album, which they released way back in the day, which is uh, them and uh, an artist named uh, Sebastian Rogers called uh, Now You're... Now You're... The hell is it? Oh, now You're Gone More Than I Can Feel. Really need to get a new glass prescription glasses and everything just getting old that's that's what's going on it's just just an old man just getting old and you're just witnessing it just you're just front row center to just the disintegration of a man all right then i'm just gonna yeah start playing this and until then this is craig d saying sarah huckabee you me and some godfather's pizza let's go Lilies in my bed beside me. You denied me, but uh, still, I remember you. Laundered linen sheets touch me with their coldness, and thoughts I can't repeat.
I see you there. 